None of this really matters. Episode thirty-five. Um, my name is Nathan McGeorge, and I'm only saying that because I just realized that I never say my name on this podcast. So I know I should start doing that, just in case there's people out there who. Which shout out to you if you found out of uh, found out about this podcast and you don't know who I am. That's pretty dope. That's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, today we're gonna talk about uh just some random topics and then we're going to get into punch drunk love the paul thomas anderson movie that came out in 2002 starring adam sandler my favorite adam sandler movie but um i think we're going to start off what should we start off with any news have you heard about anything young doll rest in peace virgil rest in peace virgil yo we lost two people i want to i don't want to get into it about virgil because i've spoken on him before Mm -hmm. on this podcast but I've always said I've had a love-hate relationship with him beca- mm-hmm. because of how much he's changed the world. Right. But that doesn't mean I don't like him. You know what I mean? Like, I just hate how much he changed shit because his merge of streetwear and luxury. I didn't like it. Right. But it was bound to happen. You know what I mean? Like he, Somebody had to do it. Like him, like streetwear is essentially dead because of Virgil Abloh. And I love streetwear, but now look out how people are dressing. You know, they're wearing jeans with Gucci belts. You know what I mean? And right. wearing, you know, fucking Armani or Versace shit with fucking also like street, like Supreme or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just, and even the his clothing brand Off-White is just it's a lot it's memed a lot but i don't know it's it's literally the merge of streetwear and luxury and i don't know that's just what he's known for Mm -hmm. i it's i remember i found out i'm we're fucking starting off on a negative note in a way but anyways i remember I, i found out on sunday i think that's the day he passed away and uh my brother was sitting laying on the couch and he was on his phone and he was like Dude, Virgil died. And I was like, what the, f- like, what? I was like, Virgil Abloh? Right. Like, <laughs> are we talking we... about the same person? And I was like, oh, my God. And it was just so, it's bad. And I'm, I haven't stopped thinking about him since since I found out. Because that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the one who did Kanye. He took Kanye's job, basically the louis vuitton mm-hmm. creative director like he i don't know there's so much behind it that we could get into but i don't want to like you know go into it too much and just talk right. that's what going to be most of the podcast is about but rest in peace you know it, it we that's the second black hero that we've lost to cancer after chadwick so rest in peace both of them right r.i.p Two legends out there. And R.I.P. Young Dolph, R.I.P. Nipsey, R.I.P. Kobe. Everybody. Every great we've lost that's super motivating and inspiring to many because they will be missed. Virgil will definitely be missed by me because fashion, I think I've said this on the podcast, fashion is the first art form I've ever like fell in love with, I think. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, it was, it's so crazy. Like, and that's why 
we always try to say is just like take advantage of the time you have with the people you love. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Make sure they know that you love them. Right. You know what I mean? Don't um, let those people assume how you feel about them. Just mm-hmm. tell them how you feel. Yeah, right. Call them, text them. Don't try to, you know, do things that kind of insinuate it or say things that insinuate it. Just tell mm-hmm. it how it is. Let that person know how you feel because you don't know what that person's going through. Like right. having fucking cancer for two right. years. You know what I mean? Right. So just uh, take advantage of these moments because life is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I hate to say, you know, sum it up like that, but life is crazy. Like there's not a lot of time we got. You know what I mean? That's true. Time flies. So, yeah. R.I.P. Damn R.I.P. All right. So let's get this episode started. Um, I guess there was that new trailer that we didn't talk about of Spider-Man. Yeah. That's coming out on the 17th. And uh, I'm looking at, I, we were looking at tickets before. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing every IMAX theater is like pretty much sold, sold out. Sold out. And I even saw, I didn't say this to you, <laughs> that fucking... Um, people are reselling tickets on eBay. Oh, what the? For like a lot of money, and it's like get the fuck out of here. That's dumb. I'll watch it on Friday. <laughs> fuck that. But yeah, people are like buying tickets like to sold out IMAX theaters or whatever, or even regular theaters. Which I'm not gonna see that shit in a regular theater. No. So, no. yeah, IMAX tickets to to Spider Man, which I did see a theater in at AZ Mills. Uh. Like not the nine a.m. showing, yeah. like you empty. just go on on Friday at nine a.m. Right, like a fucking empty ass IMAX right. theater. That'd be. I wish I, I wish I, I saw the Eternals. I wish I would have gone. That probably would have made it better. It was good, but it definitely would have made it better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got. I still gotta watch. I'll wait for Disney Plus. I think they'll probably have that. Uh, that for Eternals will probably have the IMAX like what they did with Shang Chi, you know the IMAX yes. whatever. Speaking of which, we've seen it like ten times. Really? Yeah, literally. Max will wake up and just turn it on. Damn. And now he's like, "Look, mommy, I have the rings. rings. <laughs> I have rings, mommy." That's funny because I don't know. Like, it's crazy. Like how they Disney just keeps going yeah, yeah. with these. I haven't yeah. seen Encano, but I'm sure it's like a good. Is that I'm Pixar? Exci- uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where where Disney and Marvel's gonna go from here, mm-hmm. like what they're setting up. So oh my ex- god! That's why this I'm really Spider-Man? excited to see Spider Man. Yeah, oh my! Yeah. This gonna be crazy it's gonna be intense. And you know what I was thinking about too in this movie, because Toby and, and Andrew Garfield are gonna be in it, right? Or am I right on that? If I'm possibly, right, they still never possibly. Yes. If I'm right on that. And I'm calling it out right now. They saw them on set, but they never said yes. Right. That they're in the movie. They better recreate the meme of the Spider-Mans, you know, pointing at each other. Oh, my God. If they recreate that. Best Marvel movie. Best ultimate. Because that's a culture. Oh, my God. Marvel hit me up. Right. If they recreate the meme of the the fucking Spider-Mans pointing at each other. That would be the greatest. The ultimate. I, I would I would die. Kids would be like, what? <laughs> uh-huh. But if, the, oh my God. We would they, know. We would all, if they, oh my God, that'd be hilarious. Everybody would break out laughing. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. But, uh, but yeah. They have yeah. to be like in costume. Mm-hmm. All of them. They all have to be 
with their own, mm-hmm. like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man costume, mm-hmm. the Garfield, and the fucking uh, Tom Holland. The Tom Holland, he probably, the only thing is that the previous year, he like the magical Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Suit, so. Or it's like the Doctor Strange shit. Yeah. That's that's wow. gonna be so cool. It's like a Doctor Strange suit. He had the, like, he had the whatever. He's throwing up his set. <laughs> and so, but oh it's gonna be gosh. it's gonna be so cool. I'm excited to see Spider Man, and uh, that's what a lot of people are like. When I talk about like Marvel movies, like a lot of people just are surprised. Like I'm into a lot of the movies I'm into, what Rob calls Nate movies. But I talk about like no, I love Marvel movies. Yeah, like, yeah. I've seen besides like Eternals and Black Widow. I've seen, um, yeah, Eternals, Black Widow. I saw Shang Chi in theaters. Um, is there what else came out? That's it, right? Since the pandemic, like in theaters for Marvel. Yeah, like movies. You definitely didn't see Black Widow in theaters. Fuck no. <laughs> I think I think just Black I Widow. I don't. Even, I still haven't seen Black Widow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Should I? Hmm. Not really, huh? She's dead. I mean, it's just a it's unless just they a try to source. like yeah, unless they try to like set up like, like the other what characters. Her sister, oh, okay, yeah, because yeah, I've I guess I haven't seen Eternals in theaters, and I haven't seen Black Widow in theaters. Every single other one I've seen in theaters. Because, I haven't seen Eternals. Like all of them, I've seen all of them in theaters, and a lot of them were opening night or opening day or whatever you mm-hmm. call release day or the day of release, and um. I'm excited because I love I it's so I just remember like it was so crazy seeing uh Iron Man come out, which was cool, and then Incredible Hulk came out, which was pretty cool. And then you saw they were making a Thor, and then you yeah. saw they were making a Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. And it was called Captain America the First Avenger, and you're like, Oh shit. They're make- gonna make an Avenger. They have to All make right. an Avengers movie. Because the end credit scene of Shang Chi. Which one was it? What was it again? The end credit scene of Shang Chi. I don't remember. Uh, oh, that's right. He was like, "We need your help." Dope. Um, and Captain Marvel was in it, right? Okay, cool. Captain Marvel. She Captain was Marvel. in the end end credit scene, right? Yes. She was. Yes. I remember. Along with Banner. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That scene. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Wong, he sent the uh, abomination. Remember, he sent him into that one, like, was it snow? Like, it's like a snowy world. When I saw that, I mean, I think we said it to each other in theaters. We were like, that's going to come back around. Mm -hmm. Like, they're going to go back to abomination. I hope so. If they make, like, another, they should try another Hulk movie. The the new She-Hulk show is coming. Oh. Oh, that's right. And Bruce is going to be in that one more. Okay. I fucking hope so. The Hawkeye. Have you guys checked out the Hawkeye? We have not watched Hawkeye yet. I'll probably check it out. That girl, the girl who plays the daughter, she's getting really famous. She, because she was the girl from True Grit. That's what I know her from. But she, I don't know her name to be honest. But she's like all over Instagram, and I see her on magazine covers now. I'm just like, what the? Like she's getting so famous, and like people say she's like. The most attractive woman, like right now. I'm like, oh, she's all right. Oh, you know what I mean, it's perfect. Not the daughter. Not not because Kate Bishop's not his daughter. Haley, yeah, that's her name. Haley oh, Stanfield. Haley. Oh no. No. She's in the show though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her? That's who you're talking about? Yeah, Haley Steinfield. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, she's getting super famous. Yeah. Like as of the past week. <laughs> it, it's pretty crazy. But um it's that's that's Disney money. For sure. And then what else? Oh, oh, that's what I was going to plan out too. I just told like vaguely told Mendo right now. But like for the podcast what we're going to do is um not the not this episode, not next episode, but the episode after that is going to be our official Guillermo del Toro episode cuz that's the week um, Nightmare Alley comes out. Mm-hmm. Fucking finally. Right. Like, I think since the start of this Christmas, podcast. Was it Christmas? 17th. 17th. And then, uh, and then Christmas is Licorice Pizza, mm-hmm. which is we're doing Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, Paul Thomas Anderson movie today. But we also probably have to touch on Coen Brothers because that's when Tragedy of Macbeth comes out. Because that. There's a lot going on before Christmas. So many movies are coming out this month. And then came out last. I oh, I should say what I watched. That's mm-hmm. what I should go over. I watched. Hold on. I I got it right here. I watched. I know I watched House of Gucci in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I how was that? <laughs> That's what I need to know. I guess I should. Uh, I should touch on that first because House of Gucci. So let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. So Ridley Scott. His second movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Two movies one year. Wow. Which, at his age, how the fuck is that possible? Right. Um, and during COVID? And the House of Gucci was shot during COVID, which is in... I mean, now that I think about it, it kind of makes sense. Like, watching the movie, like... Yeah. There wasn't a lot of people in one scene, like, at a time. But, um... House of Gucci, I told men to this the, the day I watched. Mm-hmm. Like, I came back. And I came back home and you were there. And uh, I thought Martin Scorsese would have bodied House of Gucci because yeah. House of Gucci went for the, I, I say, the Goodfellas slash Boogie Nights right, like storyline. Yeah. It goes into the origin and then it goes into the rise and then the major fall downfall mm-hmm. of uh, a legacy. And that's how Boogie Nights is, and that's how Goodfellas is. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch the last 45 minutes of Goodfellas, you are like, oh, my God, this is the worst, <laughs> like, possible <laughs> case scenario. Like, people are ratting on each other. People are killing each other. And right. you're like, oh, my God, this isn't a family anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, And Boogie Nights, you can tell everybody's just, I mean, both in Goodfellas and Boogie Nights. Everybody's coked out. Everybody's paranoid. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks someone's up to something. And that, and I feel like, House of Gucci went for that kind of story arc and just couldn't pull it they off. They couldn't do it, yeah. And 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 I don't know. It's just and also visually the cinematography of it um wasn't compelling. It wasn't mm. like it didn't like elevate the movie at all. It mm-hmm. just it was there were some shots that were super cool, but it just didn't uh, I was thinking like this could have been shot on, you know, the different kind of film i th- i was th- i was being like snobby while i was watching it because i was like this could have been so much better like this could have been shot on 16 millimeter <laughs> mm-hmm. and this could have been shot like just way better and it would have made it a better movie because yeah. it's gucci it's Vis- a house right just visually it could have been better. like it could have been a fashionable movie, like yeah. spencer you know oh. like how that movie looks still haven't watched it but just based off the trailer every yeah. shot of it looks amazing or, uh... And so, like, House of Gucci, 
could have been could have looked way better and that yeah. would have made it a way better movie i feel like just because the storyline wasn't the storyline was cool the story was cool because it's based on a true story but the way it was told was really good but i don't know it's just it just didn't feel like really scott's movie mm. like i just feel like he was trying to go for that scorsese-esque like story like way of telling the story yeah but um so i saw house of gucci the day before Thanksgiving, I also watched King Richard, which I feel like was a good movie. Mm-hmm. The cinematography was pretty cool. Uh, Will Smith is definitely getting nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> like, not only me, because I thought it was good, but like for like, I'll just say it for the white people. This was mm-hmm. a great performance. You know what I mean? Okay, like, gotcha. like in the Academy's right. uh, point of view. This is like a nomination. Yeah. You know what I mean, I don't know if I don't want him to win it because there's definitely I could think of more, you know, yeah. other uh, performances, but um, he'll definitely get nominated for an Oscar. I hope he does. If he doesn't get nominated, now oh shit, I don't know who else like couldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But King Richard is a good movie. I thought there was times where it was switching genres. Whereas, like, there was part of it that was, like, a sports movie. And then it was okay. part where it went to a parenthood movie. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But either way, like, they tried to make tennis, like, cool as fuck. Which is, like... <laughs> like basketball? <laughs> it's, like, hard to do, but they kind of pulled it off. Yeah. But admittedly, they did make it cool. Yeah. It easier to... Right. They're like Tiger Woods for golf. Right. Yeah. Made it... Yeah, you got to, like, make it, like... Like, oh, shit. Right. Like, they're going to fucking do that. That's this. why like, white people still be like, Tiger. <laughs> But on um, on Thanksgiving, I watched ATL. Mm-hmm. Of course, every Thanksgiving you have to. Mm-hmm. So I watched ATL with my dad, and we sat down. And we were like, "Oh shit, I haven't seen this in a while." Mm-hmm. Like kind of thing. And then we w- sat down, watched it, and I was really surprised of how good. I forgot how good the cinematography was. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This is fucking good!" Like. The part where T.I. is sitting behind the counter and, and the next to the guy works behind the counter. And then the girl comes up. He's like, I need a size seven. I don't got a ticket. And he's like, what size? You know, like, what do we mm-hmm. say about what people no ticket? He was like, well, you get no skates. And then no he's tickets, no skates. And then he fucking gives her the size seven anyway. I would, and, but there's a that part, like, there's like a red light, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. with the blue light on the outside. Like, it's just so, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so, like colorful inside yeah. that in the cascade yeah and i'm like that looks so dope and then there's other parts where you know everybody acts their ass off right the fucking big boy is a right. legend in that fucking movie he was great in that movie great and so but that movie is so good and obviously me like i know rob talked about it last week but the the end credits song the what you know about that mm-hmm. that's that song i mean obviously the whole soundtrack is crazy like East Side Boys and shit, like mm-hmm. they play everything. So and we have, uh, you know, the sound bar we have at home, like yeah, that shit knocks. Because right. in movies, when you put a hip hop song in a movie, you have to turn up the bass on it so that shit can knock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I just watched uh, Zola, the the movie about the that Twitter thread. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, there's the greatest song cue. One of the bet my favorite song cues ever in a movie is uh. They played Hannah Montana, which is great for the Twitter thread is 
<laughs> he's just like yes they had a musical cue of hannah montana by the one and only migos mm-hmm. the three and only migos and it's so fitting yeah because it's about a white girl trying right. to be black like right. you know what i mean around these black like doing black shit you know what i mean and so it's just oh my god i was like and also me and Didi watched it together mm-hmm. and we were just like that's so fitting like it's so it's genius because it not only like perfect not only does everybody fucking know that song because it's that song's a hit <laughs> but it's like because it's in the like the beginning like middle-ish of the movie okay so where it's like where they where the journey starts mm-hmm. kind of and like it's on a road trip and you see them like prepping like the song is almost like telling you what's about to happen okay in a way like foreshadowing yeah yeah and it's so it's so good like, I've been trapping, 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 trapping all damn night. Like, that's what they do later that day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's, it's so good. Zola, as a movie, it was okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's There's only so much you can get from a Twitter thread. Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. Which, it was a good, like, story. But the way, like, there was no way to end the movie. There was no great way to end the movie to make it a fucking Oscar nominee or whatever. Yeah, like. Yeah. It's, it was hard to end it. So when the movie ended, I'm like, that's it? Right. But that was my first reaction when I saw the credits start rolling. I was like, wait, the movie's not over. Like, mm-hmm. well, you just ended it, like, kind of thing. But it was good. It had your typical A24 visuals and yeah. and whatever, like. But it was it was, it was was cool. I just, I what my favorite part was the Hannah Montana scene. That was, It was great. But, uh, yeah, I watched Zola, ATL, House of Gucci uh inherent vice uh the other paul thomas paul thomas anderson movie um with joaquin phoenix that came out like 2014 i want to say and that movie i I should check i want to say it came out in 2014 but uh yeah it did and um that movie is so good because it's very it's not for that's a movie that's not for everybody because it's very I mean, um, when not for everybody, I mean, like, if you haven't been really high before. Okay. Then you won't get it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. Like, <laughs> because this is a movie, like, where the main character follows Joaquin Phoenix, the mm-hmm. whole movie. And uh, he is a detective that's also a hippie. Okay. And so, so the FBI or whatever, I forgot who he works for, but send him to go undercover in like hippie-ish jobs okay. and it takes it takes place in in the year 1970 oh, okay. after manson mm-hmm. so they try to like infiltrate you know these hippie movements or whatever mm. and like there's even a part where they mention like the law that was made afterward to like if you if you're in a group of more than three people and you have hair long like to your shoulders then like we have to investigate like what you're doing kind of thing wow because then you're a part of like it was that seri- like in la mm-hmm because of how crazy of uh, the Manson murders were, yeah. like they like the it's literally follows a year after the Manson murders. It's fucking crazy. That's like a law that they have here in Arizona that they, I mean, it's not like enforced anymore. But, but if you're brown, you can they can pull you over. No, <laughs> I <laughs> like mean, Joe yeah. Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, you look illegal. Let's pull yeah. you over. That they was Sheriff Joe that, yeah. all day. But yeah. um, if you had a, a house with more than I mm. think it was three or four women living in there. Mm-hmm. It it was illegal because they it was a whorehouse. Mm-hmm. 
So it would be considered a whorehouse because it was the world. A lot of women, yeah. That's crazy. So if you had so many women living in one house, it was legal. That's why you don't really see like sorority houses and things like that here. Because it's technically illegal. In the wild, wild west. Right. But um um but yeah, this this uh inherent vice, it's literally like you're in like I referenced in my review it's not even a review, really. It's just kind of like my initial thoughts. I was like, it's like a psychedelic version of Chinatown, the Jack Nicholson movie. Uh, because Chinatown, Jack Nicholson plays a detective in L.A. But it's L.A. in his point of view. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just a detective movie in L.A. and a noir movie. It's like you're in his mindset. and Everything that happens is so confusing. Mm-hmm. And people say they don't know what Chinatown is about. It's like you're not kind of not supposed to know what it's about. You know what I mean? Because... Everything that's happening is so confusing. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like one of those movies. And that's what this is kind of like. But this is like if you're really high trying to (laughs) crack a case. You know what I mean? And different drugs, too. Not even just, like, smoking a lot of weed, but, like, doing acid. And there's a part where there's a huge, like, everybody's doing coke. Right. And I'm just like, this movie is genius because of capturing not, like, Fear and loathing Las Vegas level like of the experience of drugs, but the mentality, literally the psychological effect of like, this is how you think about things. And it was just because while I was watching it, I was just like, if I was high, I would guess that, too. You know what I mean? Like, I have that same logic. You know what I mean? (laughs) And because the movie is him trying to find his ex-girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend goes missing. Mm -hmm. But the narrator of the movie is his ex-girlfriend but she's not only narrating what's happening in the movie she's his she's also what he's thinking he's his inner she's his inner voice okay so when you're you think it's narration when you're hearing it but as the movie goes on and she's narrating you're like oh this is not only narration this is what he's thinking in the moment you know what i mean like it's a crazy good movie and like it's not, uh, people say it's Paul Thomas Anderson's worst movie, but that's like saying Kanye West's worst album. Like, there's no bad Kanye West album. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, you can say it's his worst, but is it bad? Like, there's different, like, yeah. it can still be his worst and good kind of thing. So, I can see it, like, in the collection of things. Yeah, it's the worst. That would be the worst. But but Inherent Vice is still better than a lot of movies. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so, um, uh, punch. Should we get in Punch Drunk Love? You down? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ready. So you watched it for the first time? Mm-mm. I've seen. Well, I think maybe because it was like so long ago when I did see it because it came out what 2002. Yeah. So I was like. It was just kind yeah. of a movie. Yeah, it, it was, was a, movie. Like a movie to watch. Yeah. So when I, this is like the first time rewatching it because every time I see it, like any type of streaming or like on the movie, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, you know of that movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that before. Oh yeah, but yeah. rewatching it, like, and like of sound in mind type of thing, like not being like twelve. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. I was like, this is not the fucking movie I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm thinking of a whole different like, movie. like, like, like memories like in your Adam, head. Yeah, is like a Adam different... Sandler was such a just in this movie. 
No, just in and out of my life in general. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? That when I seen it, I was like, this is not the movie I thought. Oh, okay. That's not like what he you remember. Was, yeah, that he was in. I was like, I'm thinking of a whole completely different mm. Adam Sandler movie. Is there one like, that mm. you thought it was? Did you ever think about what the other movie? Like, I oh, I was to. probably thinking about this I one. I tried to. Mm. And I was like, hmm. No, I couldn't think of. I was it, like, it was it's just not... kind of like those things. I always think about, uh, um, fuck, like the saxophone being used in New York City, like noir movies. Yeah, like that's kind of like a stereotype, right? Mm-hmm. But like when you think about it, there's like there's actually no movies that do that. <laughs> right. So it's like, and I was like, oh, Adam Sandler. A rom com, and yeah. I was like, it seems like typical, right? Yeah, and like, I was like, okay, and I was like, mm, this is not mm-hmm. at all. Com- just g- going into it in the beginning, I was like, <laughs> you're like, this isn't what I was this, expecting. This is not what I was like preparing myself for. Mm-hmm. Like, so as soon as it hit, like the little like acid like, waves thing oh like the the flare like everything yeah the pink i was like all the hues once all of that came into like view i was like oh no <laughs> you checked I'm out fucking lost. you're I'm like, like oh, this isn't it at all is this uh yeah but still Good movie. I, I understand why it's one of your favorite movies. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, just from opening scene, I'm like, it's shot after shot after shot. It's That's so like good, right? so consistently, like, perfect in view. Mm-hmm. And Like, this was thought out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like... Moment to moment. Because the thing about Paul Thomas Anderson is that the, before this, he made Magnolia. The three-hour right. fucking Tom Cruise. There's like eight main characters in Magnolia. And I, I think I told you guys the story before of Paul Thomas Anderson. Big Daddy, which we're all a huge fan yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, is the movie that made Paul Thomas Anderson like, I need to make a movie for Adam Sandler. Right. Like, he didn't write this movie and then show Adam Sandler. He was like, Adam Sandler's in mind. I'm going to write a movie for him. Okay. Which, which people don't do anymore, really. Mm. Which sucks, but... Um, Big Daddy was a huge inspiration for Paul Thomas Anderson. He was like, oh, Adam Sandler can, like, act his ass off. I'm going to write Punch Drunk Love. And so he went on set of Little Nicky mm-hmm. and tried to talk, uh, you know, pitch to Adam Sandler. And Quentin Tarantino was actually there on set, too, for Little Nicky, trying to get him uh, for The Bear Jew uh, in Glorious Bastards. And so... When, but like, I forgot where I heard Paul Thomas Anderson say the story, but he, uh, when Paul Thomas Anderson and Quentin Tarantino ran into each other, trying to both trying to get Adam Sandler, Tarantino was like, Whoa, wait, what are you doing here? Like, I'm trying to get Adam Sandler. They were both like, Whoa, wait, wait, no, 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 I need to get him. It's like guys trying to get the pretty girl, right? First of all, the fucking goat, okay? <laughs> like, y'all, you had just had people running up mm-hmm. on your movie sets, yeah? They're like, That's Hey, wild. I got a movie for you, right. that kind of thing, which. Because I remember hearing a long time ago that Tarantino did want Sandler for as the Bear Jew mm-hmm. for Inglorious Bastards, which like that would have been so cool. But instead, it was Eli Roth, I think that played. Yeah, it was Eli Roth played the Bear Jew. But um, 
what's it called? Yeah, so he got to Adam Sandler, told him about Punch Drunk Love, and was like, uh, hey, I, I got this movie for you or whatever. And he said, like, a week later, Adam Sandler called Paul Thomas Anderson, watched Magnolia, mm-hmm. called Paul Thomas Anderson, and was like, buddy, buddy, buddy. We're not planning on making anything like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Like, because Magnolia, not Wild. a good, not a movie to start off your Paul Thomas Anderson Wild. journey. Like, that movie is too, like, too far out. That's probably, like, because it went, Paul Thomas Anderson's filmography went, like, Hard Eight, mm-hmm. which was originally a short film. So it was his first movie called Hard Eight with John C. Riley. And then with Samuel Jackson, Gwyneth Paltrow, mm-hmm. um, I forget who else is in there. Which heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early mm-hmm. in their career. Like, 92, I want to say it came out. And then he made Boogie Nights, which is insane to me. I always am just amazed that Boogie Nights is your second movie. And you're 25 years old making Boogie Nights. That's, that's impossible. But anyways, Boogie Nights is your second movie. Magnolia... Is your third movie, mm-hmm. which is three hours, and I feel like that's Paul Thomas Anderson Young trying to get this entire idea out, and that's why it's three hours long. Is because like yeah. you couldn't cut it down to like an hour and a half, two hours. Like it had to be three hours and like mm-hmm. whatever minutes. And is I feel like that was Hollywood or whoever the I think it was Miramax letting him do anything he wanted after Boogie Nights. Okay, yeah. And so he just like he wanted to get this entire concept out. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was just a weird movie. It's a weird fucking movie. It's very touching and very emotional, very real. Like, it makes you think about chance and, you know, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as coincidence kind of thing. And fate. But Magnolia. And then he made Punch Drunk Love. And then his next movie was There Will Be Blood. Which, you when you look at his filmography up to there will be blood you're like where the fuck is this guy going like everywhere like it's so crazy seeing there will be blood which there will be blood is a masterpiece Mm -hmm. probably renowned as his best movie or as one of the greatest movies ever really it's it's that's uh, to me because you were talking about the shots in punch drunk love and how you know beautiful they are yeah yeah but i feel like there will be blood is just precision yeah. this ultimate that's, masterful that's, uh, like with him really being and honing in on, on yeah. his craft yeah. like that's like apex yeah like ultimate like there's no getting better than there will be blood like that yeah. there's no better directing than that and there's mm-hmm. no better script cinematography anything right and so for punch drunk love which i want to say is the the first time we saw Adam Sandler on anamorphic lens, I want to say. When did Airheads come out? I, I don't know. 90 something, 96? 93, maybe? Oh, shit, 94. Yeah, because that was shot on anamorphic. Well, then that's the first time we saw Adam Sandler in anamorphic. And, uh, but Punch Drunk Love. I mean, even seeing Adam Sandler in like Uncut Gems, Anamorphic, and 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 Punch Drunk Love and Airheads, it's different. You know what I mean? You see him as you come to life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even in Airheads, like he's so cool in that movie. Mm-hmm. And 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 I always say like I went the first time I seen Punch Drunk Love was in such a crucial moment in my life, kind of thing. Like 
it was just the right time, right place kind of thing where mm-hmm. it's like I saw it and I was just like, oh, my God, that's me. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, if if a movie could embody your. I don't I want I don't want to say anxiousness, mm-hmm. but that's what I that's what I felt. Completely, where it's like it made you feel just like uh, uncut gems. Mm-hmm. Like it just made it's you actually anxiety feel, inducing. Yeah, yeah, it just made you feel that anxiety of your family being like, "Fuck!" Mm-hmm. Like you understood why he was fucking breaking like, windows. He was so mad, yeah. yeah. And like just being this, he was so big but so small. Yeah, and that's what I loved. Oh my god, this movie is so good. <laughs> Like Adam, this is Adam Sandler's best role for real. Like, he like Barry Egan, the, the character he played, mm-hmm. is such a, like a like a superhero in a way. Like he's so like he's like capable. Like the way he confronted, it's, I just thought it was funny. Like just because it's Adam Sandler, but literally he went to Utah, yeah, yeah, to go confront his problem. Yeah, and like and uh, that's kind of like. <laughs> Kept hanging up the phone like, okay, and, bye. And then the, Phil, I mean, the Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, uh, that's our, uh, what do we call it? Our fucking, where he comes in for like 15 minutes and just like and kills, kills it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's. When he first showed up, I was like. I think Philip Seymour Hoffman was only in the movie for like five minutes. Yeah. Or like maybe less than the that. The first scene was like maybe a minute. Mm-hmm. And then the so the the interaction on the phone mm-hmm. was hilarious. He was like, "Why don't you go fuck yourself?" He was like, "Oh, that's not good. That's not good." And I that I always die laughing at that part. He was like, "You're dead." I fucking love that part. But oh my gosh! But the the part that's so like gets me jacked up is just like it's like ultimate. Energy is fucking when they get in the car crash. Yeah, yeah. And then you see her. There's a close up of her head bleeding, mm-hmm. and that's when you know just the switch flips. has flipped. And he's like, "Oh no, fuck no!" Yeah, like th- it's almost like this is the last straw. Yeah, like nobody's fucking with me anymore. Yeah. And then, but this movie, he was down for his big. You know? <laughs> and that's what is like really like for real. Like he was like in love. Yeah. He was hopelessly in love. Yeah. And then you. Like, that's why I love The Great Gatsby is because it's about a hopeless romantic. And that's and just the fact he's calling he saw a sex line, the you know, the phone line or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he calls it just to talk to, yeah. to a girl. And I'm just like, oh, my God, he's he's yeah, so she was like trying to be so sexual with him. He's like, no, nah, I don't mm-hmm. know. He was like, how was your day? Right. And I'm just like, he's really. Just, he's like desperate yeah. to be in love, not yeah. to for a girl, not to have sex or anything. And then I was like, I mean, for real, for real, I'm pretty sure he was like autistic, in a way, because he was and and not from like like a birth defect or like like from birth, just personality wise, personality wise, because of his environment, how he grew up, mm-hmm. like he was just so to him, so to himself, yeah. And he was so like beat down, like he was cre- he was created into this person into his personality. Mm-hmm. His personality was created out of his environment, mm-hmm. and that was also like one of the things I got from that was like that 
I guess like that nurture versus nature type yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. Like imagine if he didn't have seven sisters. <laughs> yeah. Like fucking like, down his ass be, all yeah. day. Yeah. And it, imagine how he would be. Like he would he literally had to pull one of the husbands aside and was like He was like, I think about killing myself. Yeah. Like he was like, yeah. I hate myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, sometimes I want to cry. Yeah. I'm just like. And he's this. like, I can't. I'm just uncontrollably crying. And, and he then, breaks out crying right there. And he right breaks there. out crying. The, the guy's like, when the, when the sister <laughs> the finds out. the dude's like, I'm a dentist. Right? <laughs> he's like, I'm a dentist. What do you want me to do? <laughs> it's was, so he was like. like oh, maybe you could give me like a number of like somebody you know. Or... It's so crazy. And the pudding is like but he, he's fucking and then i was like well maybe he has like asperger's or something you know? mm-hmm. and because <laughs> i was like the way he thought of like getting like buying this fucking pudding to like get these like airline miles yeah like the opening scene is yeah. him saying do you not know that the the price of this pudding right is uh, worth way less than the, the actual he, yeah, airplane I was ticket like a oh, fucking extreme couponing to like the max mm-hmm where he was, he was like, "I'm gonna buy the five dollar like microwavable foods." And yeah. He was like, "No, I'm gonna buy the soup cans that are seventy nine cents." And he was like, "No, I'm gonna buy the pudding right. that's four for a dollar." Right at and the was... fucking ninety nine cent store. <laughs> Shout out to them. <laughs> and even when they're inside, I'm like, "That's a ninety nine cent store." Yeah. And then later on in the movie, they're outside of it, and you see the ninety nine yeah. cents only. I was like, Shout I was like "That's out. a whole lot of gang shit." <laughs> but um, you know how many gems you can find, dude? Like what? The, the, <laughs> The deodorant there, like the speed stick. It's not even speed stick for real. It's like off-brand speed stick. I yeah. Think. But uh, you get Annie's up in that bitch. <laughs> and uh, but All yeah, name brand. The I just really loved how in love he was, and like still hiding it, you know. Mm-hmm. And like when even in the beginning when he first meets her, and like he's like peeping out, you know, the little garage. That door, was hilarious. Like, and that's how it was like something's fucking wrong with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think when he, he was running uh, with the piano, yeah, I was, was like, literally dying. And like, uh, were you at all confused with the piano? Yeah, with everything. Yeah, I was like, mm, I don't know what. That's and, why I was like, I don't. And then all of a sudden, it cuts to like the colors and shit. I was like, Yeah, what the fuck is going on? What is happening right now? Yeah, it, I, it wasn't until like today when I was really, <laughs> when I was like really trying to figure out like what is the point of this story. What is going on? And mm-hmm. it and it was just that, like that, like I said, the like the nurture versus nature, I like f- him coming into his own as a person. I feel like for people watch, if you ever watch Punch Drunk Love for the first time, it can be very confusing. Yeah, because it's it's not an easy movie to uh, like. It took me like two or three watches to really get it, and then from there, I've just gotten more and more and more. Yeah, and. Just how, like, even, like, you say, like, the colors and even, like, the lens flares, like, in certain scenes. Like, for me, like, that's why I love Uncut Gems and the Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems and Adam Sandler in this. Mm-hmm. Because he's such a hero for all of us. You know what I mean? Adam yeah. Sandler is a, like I say, a superhero. Yeah. Like, he's, we love him so much. You know what I mean? And For sure. And, like, even in Uncut Gems, the part where he's, like, talking to his wife. And he was like, come on, give me another shot. Like, when we see <laughs> We were his, like, yes, we were please. Like, we were like, give... Because even us as an audience are like, we're going to give Adam right. Sandler another I, you're shot. You're like, I would fucking give him another shot. <laughs> because he's Adam Sandler. Right. And, like, that's why it's, like, genius. And even, like, for Punch Drunk Love, it's like this guy is so shy. 
Yes. You know what I mean? And yeah. he's so like just anxious. Yeah. And, because and then when they when they have like the family like he goes over there for dinner and it's just yeah. so chaotic mm-hmm. and they're just like he doesn't even want to walk into the house because they're literally like talking about him mm-hmm. and he's like fuck like i don't want to go in there because they're fucking talking about me already mm-hmm. like you already know like what to anticipate and you're yeah like, fuck. that was when i you're like oh, okay i was like <laughs> okay nate i got you i feel you like damn like you just you feel that anxiety because sometimes you do feel that with your family and you're just like mm-hmm. i don't want to deal with this shit yeah. right now and it's overwhelming yeah it's so overwhelming that it's crippling and mm-hmm. that was like that was the connection yeah and and I feel like because this and how in love he was with the girl, like yeah. when, when they're laying down, remember when they're laying down yeah. and they're like, I want to bite your cheek off and I want you to <laughs> and like, oh, I'm going to do something, whatever, whatever. But like, I love that because everyone's been in that situation. Yeah, like, it was like, like puppy love. If you're not in that bubble of like, you know where they're coming from, because like out of context, they're just like telling each other these weird things. But like when you're in everybody's like if you're in a relationship, you kind of like done that. Where you're saying weird shit, but instead of reacting like, oh, that was weird, like, you go with it. Right. Like, you're literally right. on the same frequency right. as that other person and just saying these weird mm-hmm. things. Like, that's what love is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of being like, what? Like, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, no, you double down almost. Right. You know what I mean? And especially from the beginning when he was just, like, trying to make sure, like, she wasn't put off by him and his, like, quirkiness. Mm-hmm. like, And she had to do all the... The move, the romantic moves of right. their, of their relationship. Right. That's why I was like, um, autistic. <laughs> okay. Because he couldn't understand the emotional or social cues yeah, to be yeah. like, oh, let me go ask for her number. Instead, she has to be like, hey, do you want to go she to dinner? She has to like almost like almost heavily hint at yeah. like. And he's like, okay. Do you want to take me to dinner? Kind of thing. But then the sister is like down her throat, like. He's so weird. Like, oh my god. He was like, please don't mind him. I know he's weird. He doesn't usually act like that. Right. I don't know why he's wearing that stupid suit, which was hilarious. Yeah. But it's funny because he's trying to be this businessman. He's like, I want to be a businessman. He's like, I want to get up and be like, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I want to feel good. I want to feel good. Right. Like, be professional at my own business, that kind of thing. And then what's his name? Louis Guzman. Yes. Hilarious. When he 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 was like, what's with the suit? He was like. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then the next day, he was like, he comes in with the suit. Mm-hmm. He never explicitly said, but he was in love with the anxiety. Right. Yeah. Autism. Autistic. <laughs> he is autistic. I was just, I was to, Aren't we all? I wanted to say that, so you're not just saying like this dude. Okay, so boom. <laughs> we're still PC. We're yeah, still yeah. PC. Babe, you figured it out. Oh, we're good. But, um... He's autistic. But, yeah, I just love Adam Sandler. And, and I also, speaking of, like, the reason why I bring Uncut Gems up is because I literally watched Uncut Gems and then Punch Drunk Love. Like, okay. back to back. And they're, those both are such, like, I mean, you'll know, like, cosmic movies. Like, they're very, like, I don't know. There's just something, like, universal about them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how they're so, like, yeah, they're about, like, Howard Ratner, this gambler who's, mm-hmm. like, just not a good person. And there's about Barry Egan, who's 
this small person. You know right. what I mean? I think I think everybody can relate into any type of one of those scenes, either with Uncut Gems or Punch Drunk Love, where it's like Uncut Gems, like you you felt like, damn, like I gotta come up, I gotta come up. Mm-hmm. Okay, this ultimate this hustler, work? right? Yeah. So you felt that before, like some sort of feelings, mm-hmm. like and that. and that part at the end of Uncut Gems when KD uh, or KG is sitting in his office and he's like, let's fucking bet on this. Mm-hmm. Like, aren't you like that energy I feel whenever I watch that scene where it's like. People like I've definitely had those moments of like it's lit- it's literally in. like fuck everything else mm-hmm. because we're in this moment together. Yeah. And it's just like we feel it. Yeah. You feel it. You're like, let's fucking bet on this. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck what and what these people online have to say, the betters mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, this is it. We're doing it. Like we have to do this. Right. And so and like that's such an energy. You know what yeah. I mean? And like that's kind of just like that's why i say like even with the gem mm-hmm. itself like it's a fucking opal like that's i think like the oldest gem in the world right like that shit's been around yeah. like a lot have but the opal like they even mention it where it's like you look into it and you can see the entire universe mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's such and that's what i'm just gonna end up talking about uncut gems <laughs> right <laughs> but like that's what <laughs> I mean, this is like a, I, I call it a spoiler, but it's really not. But like, you find out that Howard is the gem. Mm-hmm. Because when he gets, when he meets his fate, you, at the end of the movie goes into him. Right. And he's the gem. And mm-hmm. you see the clouds and everything. Like when, and even in the opening credits, you know, when it comes out as colonoscopy. Right. Where oh they go God. into the gem and then it turns into coming out of his colonoscopy. Where it's like, he is the gem. And, and, and even. And that's what I, I never thought about it like that. And also. I feel like that's what the movie, the why it's called Uncut Gems, is because like it's almost like that that typical saying what people say where it's like rough on the outside, but like there's something special on the inside. Right. And like when you take Howard, like he's this terrible person who just makes these bad decisions and yeah. and like lies to every manipulates every situation to his advantage. But on the inside, there's that actual energy that we all feel mm-hmm. of like, like almost doing it for a good intent. Like intentions are good, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's why it's such like a universal movie, and almost yeah. reminds me of like 2001: A Space Odyssey. I don't want to take it to that level, but 2001: A Space Odyssey is a very like cosmic. It literally is like a cosmic movie, literally, because if that's that movie like 2001 is about life like mankind not only like life but it's Mm -hmm. about like like because how i view it is like 2001 is it made me realize like the universe is within us like we're we are the aliens right and and the universe isn't inside is inside all of us and i've that's exactly that's why i say if you watch 2001 and then uncut gems it's kind of the same ideas the same Mm -hmm. concepts and so and also, when you see, like, when KG looks inside the gem, do you remember when it zooms in on the gem and then you see, like, his, the flashbacks of the African ancestors yeah. and you see his high school pictures yeah. and, and college or an NBA shit? Like, you see all that, but when Howard looks into the gem, it doesn't go in. Like, there's, there's mm. not even music playing. You know what I mean? Interesting. And, like, it doesn't go in because it adds to, like, he is, it's inside of him, the gem. And so that's why it's, like, oh, shit. You know what right. I mean? Like, 
it's such a cut and like like i was talking about like the 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 lens flares and and punch drunk love almost evoke like all the colors and stuff, yeah. like all of the cosmos like you, right. it's such this other world type of visually this type of movie where this person is coming like barry egan the character is like coming to life yeah he's definitely it's like a uh not not even a coming of age he's just like becoming more (laughs) like coming of human yeah like it's crazy he's he's becoming of the world because he's falling in love Mm -hmm. like for the first time ever Mm -hmm. and understanding what that feels like you know yeah away from your family away from like people like you found this refuge right of like oh my god like it's crazy right and then like him just going hard mm-hmm. for his girl like <laughs> you know like what what love can do to you mm-hmm. in that time uh, and that's the power of love right <laughs> i think that's another thing it's like everybody can understand like being in that like stage of love mm-hmm. the pup yeah what we call the puppy the love. puppy love or just being like oh fuck no Mm-hmm. where it's like you hurt my girl basically right. and like right. that shit will never fly right. kind of thing and then i what i was laughing about right now was uh the part where he gets the phone call when he's leaving and he was like i want to kiss you or, what, or i wanted to kiss you just then oh yeah yeah and he goes up to try to find the apartment <laughs> but he loses he's like fuck which apartment right. is it He's like up and downstairs and he fucking goes out the fire, like the fire door. And he's like, oh shit, wrong floor. And he tries to go and he goes that down. That was hilarious floor. because everything fucking looks the same. It's like one of those like copy paste apartment complexes. <laughs> but it's that punch drug love is so good. And he doesn't say anything like, oh, I'll be right there or nothing. He mm, just like he just, runs he, for it. He, he just hangs up and goes. Yeah. But yeah, with punch drug love, I just, I can't believe how, how good like that movie and like kind of putting love like in that 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 scope you know what i mean of like what it can do right but also watching phantom thread another paul thomas anderson movie which is probably in a way my favorite uh paul thomas anderson movie Mm -hmm. because i mean i have that shit in my living room you know what i mean yeah the the phantom thread poster and it's such an elegant movie Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, what it's about is, like, that's also another, the almost the dark side of love, of, of what a, a relationship is, of right. we're fighting, we don't get along, right. we don't, you know what I mean? Where, and it's even about, that's, like, the obsessed artist is what I talk about, mm-hmm. is someone uh, who ha- literally has to be sick to where she's, like, poisoning him. Yeah. And, like that's how their marriage has to be in order for them to be because that's when they love each other you see that as scene which is fucking wild where like he sees her putting the poisonous mushrooms in the eggs and they're sitting right next to each other and he stares her in the eyes and eats it and then that's their love like that's how things have to be and it's such and it's such a weird date movie too that's like not a... We're like, bitch, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> like, do not... Like, if anyone's listening to this, like, watch Phantom Thread with your girl. Like, that's not a thing. Because it's very, like, it's a... If you're a... Especially if you're a creative. Like, 
if you watch Phantom Thread, like, and if you watch Phantom Thread with your girl and your girl's like, yeah, that's you. Like, you're a fucking dick when it comes to, like, because the guy cares about what he's making over her. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, disrespects her sometimes. And it's 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 a crazy side of of love. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that, I don't know, it's very different. Because even me and Rob talk about that all the time. It's, like, having to be in a relationship with somebody who's finding their passion or who is consistently working towards a goal consisting of only their passion. Like it's not, it's not even a strain on your relationship. It's a strain on your, on just you as a person, Yeah, like just your character, everything Mm -hmm. because it's, it's a commitment. Yeah. You know, and if you aren't in it together, then it's like... There's no point. There's no fucking point. Yeah. And that's, like, how would it... Like, if you don't follow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then that's not probably not going to work. Rob really. will be like, are you with it or not? <laughs> because... That's why people say it's a ride or die. Yeah. I literally say, I will fucking leave you. <laughs> if you're not about I'm not it. I'm saying it in a way of, like, I want to leave you. Like, I just know how this will go if you're not... Yeah, if you're not supportive, this shit will not work out. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just being aware, and it's from the creative and the partner of the creative, right. the, where it's like they both have to understand, especially the creative, have to understand how passionate they are. Right. Because if you're like passionate, but like almost to the point where it's not even worth it to sacrifice the relationship, you know right. what I mean? And it's like they both have to know that if I'm going to be something like a creative, like a fashion designer or, right. or whatever, it's, it takes a lot. Yeah. And that's that person's life. Right. You know what I mean? And it, it's, it's crazy to see that represented mm-hmm. on, on a, mo- I mean, a movie. And, and, and deeper than that understanding, like you'll technically never be number one and mm-hmm. you have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Not saying like, you're not going to be, like, taken care of, like, emotionally, physically, mm-hmm. whatever. But, yeah. like, knowing, like, the first thought in their mind most likely isn't going to be you when they wake up. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, yeah. They're like, there. oh, I need to design exactly. a dress. Exactly. Or, like, oh, I had this dream last night. I'm going to, you know, have this. Or I got this beat in my head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to move your hand because it says this. Yeah, it's literally like the, the, I got the beat in my head. Yeah. Like, I got to do it. Yeah. Like, before. And it's like, it's no, like, disrespect to you, but it's like, that's who that person is. Mm-hmm. And that's. And understanding that. And mm-hmm. that is a true, like I said, this is a testament not to your relationship, but mm-hmm. who you are. And people person. wonder why these, you know, these rappers date other singers or these yeah. actors date other actresses is because right. they both know what it's about. Right. That lifestyle. And like when, because side note, uh, like Cardi being offset, mm-hmm. they have our same anniversary date. Crazy. Which is crazy. <laughs> Shout out to them. <laughs> but understanding them when they, when they had broken up, quote unquote, and she was like, I'm filing for divorce. Me and Rob were like, nah. Like, that's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. That was a testament to her to say, I ain't putting up with the bullshit. But she understands what it is. Like, because they are both in the same industry. They understand, like, 
we're going to be separated. We have to live in different places. Now mm-hmm. we have a family. He's a young, black right. That's what I was just going to say. He's, he's young, black, and rich. Right. And, like, and he's never had money before. Right. And she's, and she's the same way. They're coming up from the same I was background. just thinking that's so great. But you got to remember, their, like, even their sexual background is completely different. She was like a stripper. Right. Kind of like robbing niggas, kind of a prostitute. A right. Bit. And he was probably not good looking yet right mm-hmm. he probably got girls but not like cardi b i mean he, clearly he had like baby mamas yeah but yeah like, nobody were all when he started like rapping like, yeah right after he got arrested i no. mean they were all like around that when he started traveling. yeah yeah nobody's ug- nobody's we, ugly they're just broke yeah. <laughs> shout out <laughs> but yeah so it was like we knew that eventually they're not they're going to be together mm-hmm because it's just like you understand what it, you understand what it is, and not, not just that. Not no, but <laughs> it is an understanding of you, like themselves and mm-hmm. their careers, and where they're at in their career, and mm-hmm. they where they are in the height of their success, and they're young. It's such a, a weird thing to think about, like the love life of a creator. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's in sometimes not. It's sometimes non-existent. Yeah, you know what I mean. J Lo's been divorced seven mm-hmm. times. She still wants to sing. Yeah. And be high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because her career will always come first. Mm-hmm. And in that in that situation, any man would of her age now, which she like fifty mm-hmm. five, oh, something shit. like that. <laughs> I'm twenty one, and I'll fucking I'll hop in real quick. Right. So any man of her age who she she was dating was like, you're the wife. Mm-hmm. You're the mom. She was like, no, I busted out fucking twins, mm-hmm. body banging. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Still singing. Mm-hmm. Still making movies. She was like, no, nah, I'm going to do it till I fucking mm-hmm. can't no more. Yeah. I mean. And if you that's ain't how with gotta, it. Yeah. Then. I mean, the shout, out, shout out Ben Affleck. Right. Batman and J Lo, get the fuck out of here! But, but yeah, Punch Drunk Love is is fucking great. It's so like crazy that that's a real movie. Because I remember, I just remember seeing it and being like, Adam Sandler is like this character. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I was I was always waiting for the punchline mm-hmm. or like waiting for him to like be funny, mm-hmm. and it was like. Oh no, he's like fucking breaking down. Like yeah. when he was on the phone and the um the payphone in Hawaii. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just fucking like reaming like, I'm his sister. Fucking kill you. Like it's <laughs> it's like just give me your fucking number. Like I that was real. That's and the like it's in the middle of a parade exactly. when he does that. Exactly. And so like in the background, like what I saw, I mean I've also seen it a long time a lot of, of times, but um the part in that part where he's talking on the on the uh on the payphone in the parade there's like these hawaiian like tribal like drums out yeah. it's like doo, 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 and it's almost like you can feel that you can feel getting yes. into him mm-hmm. and he's like fucking like i'm gonna fuck it like you could feel it changing yeah you and could feel him changing it's a crazy like just the way he's mm-hmm. like because he's not like screaming he's just kind of like he's because he's like quiet he's still like 
just give me your fucking nub. Like mm-hmm. he's like just punching yeah. these lines and it it's it's that scene is And it's the crazy. first time you see him like stand up for himself mm-hmm. to his sisters. Yeah. Who's like, Why do you want it? You know, like the fuck, bitch. Mm-hmm. It's like just fucking given to me. Like like that is something to get frustrated over, but like the the way he got frustrated mm-hmm. was very was like, like I ain't you were almost like supporting it. Yeah. You were like, Yes, fucking say all Finally, that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like stand up almost like stand up for yourself kind yeah. of thing. And it, it it's just it's such a feel good movie for yeah. me because it's like they end up together right, at the because end. You know what I mean? She's like, I understand like I completely every step of the way she's like, I understand. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, oh it's fine. Like completely understanding, which reminds me of the show The Good Doctor with the autistic doctor. Never seen it. So anyways, he <laughs> finds he finds somebody that he falls in love with mm-hmm. and understands like this is who he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's super OCD. He mm-hmm. is super smart. He has like a ridiculous memory, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like this is. I love mm-hmm. this person. And that's how love should be. Right. Is loving someone for who they are, for right. who they really are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's why some relationships end in, in like the, the second year. People always say yeah. like in the second year, that's when a lot of relationships end. And it's because like after a year or so, that's when that kind of character you put up mm-hmm. like when you first meet someone this slowly starts fading away and once it's fully gone you start becoming yourself right. fully in front of this person that, and then right that's when it's like you know what i really don't like this person anymore right. like that puppy dog grows into a fucking mm-hmm. dog and it's like that's not like when it you really no more. it's always when you really see this person in the, in their natural element mm-hmm. and like how they are mm-hmm. it's like you you really got I mean that's how I think of it is like if yeah. I see this, like a girl like fucking pick a booger and eat it I'm like yo what do you do? what's up with that like <laughs> <laughs> and that's why that's why whenever I talk yeah, to a girl wild. I'm like like I point it out right away I'm not mm-hmm. fucking around you know what I mean like <laughs> I noticed you do that it's like I'm not. Trying to just let shit fly. And then just so, like, when I do point it out, she's not like, oh, I've been doing that. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, accepting for someone, who, especially a creative, if you're someone who is dating a person or is talking to somebody who is a creative where they are a painter or a, a fucking a podcaster right. or a fuck anybody... If they want to be a filmmaker or a fucking photographer, producer, mm-hmm. rapper, especially, you know what I mean? No one fucking believes in a coming up rapper, but, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, you have to love that person for who they are mm-hmm. and how much you have to respect how much they love that, Yeah. that, um, they're basically their craft. You yeah. got to respect and love how much. They are pr- like how proud they are of their own craft. Right. And that's how it has to be. Mm-hmm. I guess like if you're not not a creative, it wouldn't really make sense. This, I mean, this movie would still make sense. But like especially Phantom Thread, I feel like if you're not a creative, that movie wouldn't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like this person's a, a he makes dresses or he makes wedding dresses. 
And he, in his own mind, believes he's like, I'm not meant for love because I'm the one making these dresses for other women that I'm right. not marrying. Right. You know what I mean? And he's like, it's almost like he believes he's cursed. Right. It's and, the wedding planner. Mm-hmm. So he's like, and then he finds this woman, and then the way their relationship is, is not good. Right. Or, I shouldn't say not good. But, you know what I mean? It's not typical. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you really see this dark side of romanticism. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the negative parts of a relationship. Yeah. And you're like, wow, they these people fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> And like it's just it's it's crazy seeing from the same director seeing the polar opposite sides of a relationship. Yeah. And so, <sighs> which which says a lot about him for him to have so much insight into to evoke a feeling, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why I really Through love it. Like that's why I say I love both movies is because I can almost relate to Paul Thomas Anderson because you can tell watching both movies or especially Punch Drunk Love. You can tell he's a lover. You know what I mean? Like, he he loves loving people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think he married Maya Rudolph in 2001. Wow. And he and, and Punch Drunk Love came out in 2002. And so you kind of see that mm-hmm. beginning. And then I must be, I wonder how it is. Uh, make coming out with Phantom Thread. Right. And, and your wife is, like, right there. Like, you know what I mean? I wonder what my Rudolph's reaction was to Phantom Thread. I mean, maybe she was down for it. Right. You know what I mean, because of who she probably because of who she is. She's a creative also mm-hmm. who is fucking hilarious. They would go. Uh, common law. And it's been 20 years. <laughs> Four kids. Yeah, they're they're together. And so. But yeah. 2001 they get married or are together mm-hmm. and uh, now and they he comes out with Punch Drunk Love and then comes out with Phantom Thread that's I mean I could that's what I was saying I can only imagine my Rudolph's reaction to Phantom Thread it had to be something like it had to be interesting I would love to be sitting next to my Rudolph the first time she saw Phantom Thread because it would be like damn because uh, I always think it's like is that how you feel like that would have right. been my reaction if I was a girl you know and my husband just made that movie i don't mean like damn (laughs) (laughs) are we together or not (laughs) but uh but yeah uh paul thomas anderson i wanted to do this movie because of how much it means to me and it's down to it was bound to be an episode yeah like a dedicated episode and so i wanted i was like when you asked me like what are we going to talk about like what movie do we want to watch i was just like punch drunk love like Mm -hmm. that's the one and especially they just put it on uh, HBO Max. HBO Max. I don't know yeah. if they just put it on, but I just saw it. And I was like, oh, shit. They put it on fucking. <laughs> I was excited. And I was like, oh, we got to do it. Yeah. And so Punch Drunk Love. I, I, there's, I've said everything I said I could, right? Like, I think I talk. How, how deep are we in this podcast? Yeah. I think I've said a lot about mm-hmm. I, Adam Sandler. But then. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's fucking crazy. And I guess we'll talk more. Should we just talk about, should I just talk about Paul Thomas Anderson now? Or do you want to wait until like Licorice Pizza comes out? Or like around that time, like a few weeks from now? I could talk about him now and then we can do Coen Brothers 
you know, like a week before the week before Christmas or like the episode before Christmas, we could probably do that, right? Yeah. Because Tragedy and Macbeth, I'm super excited for. Because that's looking like Oscar fucking, you know? Mm-hmm. Which you will, which you'll let us know your, yeah, your the Oscar. End, the last episode or the, the, yeah, the last episode of the year. Um, I don't know what day that falls on, but that's when I'll do the my top 10 movies of the year. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'll do like 15 because there's like a lot of movies I've watched. And there's a lot of movies I have to catch up on to that I haven't seen yet, like yeah. like Spencer and Antlers. Yeah. And those are two. And, I, and there's also a movie out now called Belfast that's getting a lot of Oscar, you know, attention mm. that I need to watch. December 30th is going to be the last episode of 2021. Nice. It's weird we started this podcast. It's grandma's birthday. Oh, shit, it is. She's still alive. Yes. <laughs> She's still here. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, then I'll, I'll just give that. But, yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza comes out on the 25th on Christmas. On Christmas. Same day as Tragedy Macbeth. And... I'm really excited because Which, it was so funny that you say that because we, me, uh, Robin, Max, we went to the mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Black Friday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we we were, we walked out of the movie side, and then he saw the big poster outside for Licorice Pizza. Really? And he was like, "Oh, well, that'd be a movie that Nate wants to watch." And I'm like, "Uh, yeah." yeah. yeah. He's mentioned it like six times. That's it. <laughs> oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the name of it. I was like, that's a name. Yeah, and like what they were wearing, like leaning up the against 70s, the car. Yeah. yeah. I want to ask them. Literally, that'll be the, the, the time I go to the movies. And I'll be like, hey, can I have like the poster? Like the display poster? Right, because it's going to fucking throw that shit away. And so, because I heard they just have hella posters like in the back. I haven't yeah. asked before. Ask one of the workers. I was going to be like, hey, uh, can I talk to like a manager real quick? <laughs> no, just be like, hey, what's up with Like, the... y'all got posters? <laughs> for real. But um, I want a licorice pizza one for free. Because didn't they, I don't know if they still do that or not, but didn't they like have certain movies where they would actually like hand out mm-hmm. posters? They for did the that movie? for The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And Black Panther. For real? Just, oh, dude, you don't remember they had like merch tables? You just walk past and like pick just up grab one? Stuff. Damn, yeah, I, I don't remember that. that. But I was like, I know well, they do that. I'll give you that one. Yeah, yeah. Because I watched Black Panther like four times, I think. Yeah. In theaters. In the theaters. I, it, I was like, oh, shit, there's a table full of posters. Not right. That was you like weren't a, even worried about it before. I think 2018 um, was the year I watched. That was the year we watched Infinity War. Infinity War and Black Panther both came out 2018. Yeah. And I I remember I saw Infinity War like five or six times in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I watched Black Panther maybe four times. Me and my dad in the like one of those 9 a.m., 10 a.m. showings, mm-hmm. me and my dad were like, let's watch Black Panther. And we went to watch Black Panther, just the us two. And Nine we, o'clock in the morning. And we were like, fuck it. You know what I mean? And we watched Black Panther and we were like, yeah, it's great. And we left. That and Shang-Chi are neck and neck, and you kind of got to give Black Panther because... Because R.I.P. Chadwick. Right, exactly. So you kind of got to give him that, mm-hmm. but Shang-Chi is... Right. No, I mean, I do say that because literally, like, days after I had Max, we were, like, in the theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember you were pregnant, and me and Rob saw Infinity War. That was such a legendary night. And we 
you took Max, he was three days old. I said, I don't care how old he is, you have to go see this. It was like the middle of the day. And I was like, all right. And you were down too. Literally days after <laughs> a C-section. Yeah. And I was like, I want to. See. I was like, I, I was just like so upset. You were I didn't give a fuck that like... I would just cut the fuck open. I was like, I want to watch this movie so fucking bad. And then you guys came back and you guys were talking about it. We did talk about it. And though. you were like, No, 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 we can't say anything. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. we can't say nothing. I'm like, was, just so much FOMO, so much that. FOMO. I do remember coming home and we were all sitting in a living room, and me, you, and your dad were just like. We were all we were all distraught. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Because when your dad came downstairs, and just stared at us. Because <laughs> because, <laughs> because him and my mom went to go see it the day before. Yeah, the you day guys before did. I was that was the day I was working at McDonald's. The week I was working at McDonald's, right? and I remember I got off at like ten thirty. My mom was like, "We have the free passes to Harkins." And me and Rod, I could just got home from work. It's yeah. like 11 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the showing was like 11.15. And we drove from 26th and Indian School to 19th Ave in Bethany. Yeah. In like eight minutes. Right. Like, and we in a minivan. The fucking, oh, what, the stow and go. Right. And fucking, so we got there, watched it, and then it was just distraught. Right. And we got home. I was still up. <laughs> and then we got home the next morning we all sat down we were like what the fuck just happened like right that movie even thinking about it i'm still like damn i know we talk about it a lot but i think Everyone. people don't get like how you really see movies in like that especially yeah. marvel movies marvel, yeah where they always win mm-hmm. everybody they were just talking about that in another pod they were like you were looking at the time you're like we're like three hours. <laughs> right. Are you guys about to make a comeback or not? Right. Because yeah. you're like, hold on, wait a minute now. This ain't no five, six uh, hour movie. Because we were late. It was late in the movie. Mm-hmm. I remember watch. we were watching it, and I was. And once Thanos arrived in Wakanda, I'm like, oh, my. They're done. I was There's like, this the- is two. I was like, oh, this is two. We're at three hours, dude. Yeah. Like, Thanos the, is. We're. He just where showed up we're at three hours. And I'm like, oh, and my he God. He just whooped Tony Stark's ass. And I'm like, what do we, what do we do? What and, is happening? So yeah, but how did we get here? What were we talking about? Licorice going to the, movie. Going going to the, to the movie. Oh, the posters and yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, licorice pizza definitely wanted. I'm seeing that on Christmas. Right. No fucking doubt. Which going back to the movies now post COVID is a little crazy mm-hmm. because it's like, has it really been that long since you've been like? Fucking free breathing air in the movies, you well, know what I'm saying? AMC at least I know has those air filters. You know, like the Clorox, you like install them and it like purifies the air, or whatever yeah. cleanses the air, some shit like that. Some mind control I shit from the government. You be coughing, I still be like the fuck, <laughs> like some shit like that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, yeah, licorice pizza comes out. I'm excited because, I mean, I've said this before. But it's Paul Thomas Anderson returning to the seventies, right? And I, which is like just your biggest Titi and my dad, mm-hmm. um, bag on me for how much I love Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. They're like, dude, why the fuck are you watching Boogie Nights again? I literally every time I put it on, they're there. They're there. It's like, how the <laughs> fuck do you guys just show up? You know, Titi's never comes around, right? But I put on Boogie Nights and he shows up, 
And he's like, dude, you're watching it again? I'm like, dude, it's been like a month. Right. And it be, which is a close time to watch a movie. But anyways, Boogie Nights. To I, watch that movie. It is a weird movie. I'll, I'll say that. The, the closing shot of that where you see Mark Wahlberg's fucking peace. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Marky Mark. <laughs> but um, this is a weird scene at the end. He like looks in the mirror. Uh, this isn't really a spoiler. It's not even, nothing even happens. He looks in the mirror, looks at his dick, puts his pants back up, walks out the room, movie ends. That's the last shot. And you're like, all right. And the movie ends. And he looked the, at it and was like, we gonna be it all It was right. like, we good. We good. Then, <laughs> just literally like he, that's the whole movie is him having an ego. Right. And he pulls out his... And it's he's so egotistical that he looks at his own dick mm-hmm. and is like, "I'm pumped." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I'm. Which is wild. It's no like, like, which is wild. And it's like he has such a big head. He has such a big head that he's pumped off his own masculinity. It's it's so. I mean, it's poetic. <laughs> it's poetic for real. I'm not lying, but. <laughs> you had I mean the the movie had to be made that story had to be told. It had to be Marky Mark. <laughs> you know Leo was almost casted for that? I mean that uh, would have been something. I couldn't see I can't see it, but that would have Leo been being uh, uh in, in Boogie Nights as like a kid like that's pre-Titanic. Yeah, that would have been a little weird like hmm he looked he pro- I think he looked a little more young boyish at the time mm-hmm. like remembering him in titanic mm-hmm. he still was like he was still pushing it yeah like he was still barely like an adult right you know what i mean like um what was the other movie he was in before that uh what's eating gilbert grape mm-hmm. that was, was early still like 90s a kid, though yeah that was like a kid kid mm-hmm. um but yeah, Marky Mark and, and the Boogie Shakespeare Nights. movie, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah, the Baz Luhrmann one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, not is Scorsese doing that? Yeah, my guy. Of course he my is. My guy Scorsese is doing a Teddy Roosevelt movie. That's just about to be. Killers of the Flower Fucking. Moon. He's also making a uh, Grateful Dead move of uh, Grateful Dead movie. Jonah Hill is going to be Jerry Garcia. Interesting. That'll be that's going to be that'll be pretty good. That's going to be something to watch. But then again, my guy, right? Scorsese is going to be with Leo. That's the ultimate. ultimate. You can't. There's no getting. I almost put Ultimate. Scorsese over, or Scorsese, DiCaprio, over Scorsese, De Niro. Maybe. Maybe. No, I think the no. versatility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, versatility yeah. with that's Leo true. brings out that, more. That's what does it. Brings like, out more in you Scorsese. You got Aviator, Shutter Island. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Teddy Roosevelt, Roosevelt and... Killers of the Flower Moon. What else? Fucking Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York. And there's no... Which one? No. Oh, no, no, no. Scorsese, Leo ones, yeah. Great Gatsby is a Boz Lerman as well. He did Great Gatsby with Leo. 
and Boz Lerman did Leo Romeo and Juliet. Out here. Dude, Leo has made a movie with every single great director. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's uh, what's his name? The guy who really made the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Howard Hawks, but that's a movie director. <laughs> the guy who really made the airplanes, not the fucking Wright brothers. Yeah. The Beach. That's a. I haven't seen it, but I heard that's a good movie. Romeo and Juliet. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, what else has he made? He made the master, which I talked about where it's the guy it's supposed, it was actually marketed as a, um, movie about not Mormons. What's the one? Scientology. Mm. The guy who made sign, uh, who started Scientology, yeah. that movement, not Tom Cruise <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman plays it. Those Philip Seymour Hoffman and Walking Phoenix, mm-hmm. those, the, when they had their scenes together, it is powerful yeah. shit. Yeah. Powerful shit. Yeah. And it, oh my God. It's some of the best acting I've ever seen. I put Joaquin Phoenix in The Master is better than him as the Joker. I swear. Mm. But he made The Master, made Inherent Vice, both Joaquin Phoenix movies. But I think the obvious one that I'm avoiding is There Will Be Blood. Like, there's, like, what do you do? Right. Like, I just watched that the other day, too. I I watched it, but I didn't log it because I was kind of, like, half-ass watching it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, on my phone sometimes in the middle. But I just, what better, you know, portrait of capitalism can you get? Right. Like, and just an absolute shark of a person. You know what I mean? Who's just yes. ruthless. Yes. Like. Very much so. Who is absolutely like literally the I drink your milkshake at the end. That whole fucking speech at the end is you were like, this dude isn't it, one. He's insane. That was like, what I was going to say. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Like he's not like it's cool to like think about like how good of a businessman he is. But no, this dude is insane. He's right. crazy. His, he stole essentially stole a baby and made it his son. He grew up like because the dad died in the accident in the Mm -hmm. beginning and then he got the baby and raised the baby and is like this is my son and then a bank cuts him off once he's like i have no use for you anymore sociopath and he's like he's like you he was basically like you can't make me any more money than i'm already getting so i I i'm abandoning you anymore yeah which is wild and it's and there was actually a, a part in the movie where the the preacher guy that everybody hates in the movie is where he's making Daniel Day Lewis's character, Daniel Plainview, he's making uh, Plainview say, I've abandoned my child. Mm-hmm. Like out loud in the church. He's like, I've abandoned my child, like over and over and over again. And then the crowd just starts going like crazy, like like praying for him, like doing the church shit. Mm-hmm. And then while everybody's like cheering, like, yeah, like you see, it's not audible at all. Like there's no mic on him or anything. It's all like all you hear is cheering, but you see. Uh, Plainview go into the preacher's like ear and whisper something, mm-hmm. but then like uh, I think I heard it from somebody and then I looked it up or whatever. But I heard that what he whispers in the preacher's ear is "There will be blood," and that's like the title of the movie now. You know what I mean? Wow! And so, and, but and that wasn't even scripted either. Him 
bending over into the ear. Yeah. That was just Daniel Day Lewis being Daniel Day Lewis. Fucking being like Oh the fucking battery died. <laughs> but uh that was just Daniel Day Lewis being Daniel Day Lewis, being the greatest one of the greatest actors of all time. But that, I think that's crazy for it to be such a visual, you know, mm-hmm. in a scene. Mm-hmm. For him to be like, Oh, I just did that shit. Yeah. Like I just like you know, the imp- just felt it. Yeah, improv in movies is a it's so crazy when you when you get those 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 scenes like the good the the like the most popular goodfellas scene the you think i'm funny funny how mm-hmm. you know what i mean that was all improv and and like because when i rewatch that scene every time i look at the people in, around them and you just see joe pesci and ray liotta in their own bubble like acting back and forth but if you look at the people behind them they're like you can tell they're like looking offset. Yeah, like, they're like, "What the?" They're fuck? like, "What are they doing?" But they don't say like, anything. Are you okay with this? And then it, it's so uh, it's so crazy, like seeing those moments that are on, mm. and even the fucking not even improv, but just kind of when actors keep going, like oh, yeah. like the Leo, the Calvin Candy scene in Django, yeah, where he fucking and cuts his hand open. Any Will Ferrell scene, <laughs> because. It's, he's, he's a, a comedy genius. Yeah. When you look at those Anchorman, I was just watching the other guys. Uh, oh my gosh! Bloopers. How many times have we seen the other guys' bloopers? I think when it first came out, I didn't like it, and after a while, it just grew on me. This one of the funniest movies. Hilarious! How come there's no movies like that people, anymore? People don't like. Well, because I don't think people like how we enjoy absurdity. Is like he's mm-hmm. a forty-year-old man. Like mm-hmm. that brother's like you're forty-year-old. Exactly. Man, like Exactly. And they're not playing children. They're forty years old. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> I think that's right. and I love like I think my first love of Will Ferrell was Anchorman. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I've seen that movie, but I love like grow. Now that I'm grown up, it's literally they're like I can imagine coming up like oh we're anchors in the '70s and right? we're just completely misogynistic, right? Because that's how it was back <laughs> yeah. then. And it j- makes sense. It's just a parody of. Of these news of anchors, time, like right. it's such a niche, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, like of all things you could come up with, they were like, let's capture this '70s news anchors. But those were celebrities, like in the movie, mm-hmm. like those were celebrities, mm-hmm. and it was channel against channel. There, there's channel against channel now. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's and it's and just every single part of <laughs> of Anchorman is just nonstop hilarity, nonstop. And just so it's just line after line <laughs> after line of just greatness. And what was the one where it was like, oh, Talladega Nights. Talladega Another Nights. Another one. Great. Is it, it, I don't know. It's just Will Ferrell, probably the funniest com- uh, actor, com- comedic actor mm-hmm. ever. Still. Yeah. Because, I mean, even. Okay, aside from that. I haven't That's seen. Jack and Jill. I haven't That's his Jack that. and Jill, don't for sure. For sure. Everybody I know who said they went to the movie. Damn. They were like, this is the worst. It was bad. I, I can't think of another really? movie that was like... I literally can't watch that. I haven't seen it, but if Dude, if you say... Because you, like you like bad movies, but you saying that is... This is not... This is... This was lazy bad. Oh, okay. This was like, oh, I'm Will Ferrell. Let's just fucking pump out... You know, a movie. It was like, oh, we have time. Let's just do whatever. Let's do Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, way to beat a dead horse, dude. 
What? Oh, there's that Eurovision Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. That I mean the Netflix movie. That was like uh, Blades of Glory. Another one. All right. Blades of Glory. Fucking sample to one of the best hip hop. Right. Hilarious fucking movie. It's like it's like one of those movies, you know. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) But also, when when he gets into his acting bag, like, have you seen Everything Must Go? Yes. Yeah. Talk about. Oh my god. Like Punch Drunk Love is a feel good movie. This is just a feel bad movie. You're like his life is falling apart. Everything must go is it was also filmed here. They went to yeah. they went to Enchiladas. The yeah. the one we used to live next yeah. to. They filmed there is a scene at the Enchiladas. Yeah. And I that's the only reason I knew of that movie is because they filmed that movie mm-hmm. like literally right next to our apartment. And so I was like I, I remember watching I just saw a part I had no idea what it was about. I was a little kid. I was like nine. When did that movie come out? Ten. I was I was like ten years old. I didn't know shit. Right. You know what I mean? and, but now I, I then I watched it when I was like sixteen, seventeen. You're like, oh, and I was like, damn. oh my god, this is terrible. I was like, why would you make this movie? <laughs> what are, are you guys semi pro fans? Semi pro was good. Or what? Uh, old school. Old one. school. Superstar. Wasn't Jay and Silent Bob? He was the the trooper. Oh, oh he was. Yeah, he was. He's a little boy. Uh, a night at the Roxbury. Old school. A night at the Roxbury. It's Christmas time. Elf. Elf. Merry Christmas, guys! Yeah. Almost. <laughs> Which we do have to have a Christmas. The Christmas one. Well, probably let's do that next week. Let's do like a Christmas, like a list of just yeah. recommendations. Or you know what? Let's all three of us come up with a top five Christmas yeah. movies, and then we'll just list our top five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because starting, we'll probably, yeah. Well, for us, I don't know about you. It was in Starsky and Hutch. I want to remake that. Not comedy wise. I want to make like the show remake the show Starsky and Hutch. That'd be a dream of mine. Is making like a Starsky and Hutch movie. Daddy's home. Daddy's home. Oh, dude. Stranger than fiction. Uh, I fuck with Stranger than fiction. It's not that they don't have the title up for some reason. The one where he's the with Zach Galifianakis. Oh, no, this is actually him going to see it. But the one with Zach Galifianakis. Which one is that? Keep, keep going. Hold on, I got you, Rob. Oh, the campaign. The campaign. Oh my gosh! When he fucking yeah, punches the right baby. There. The internship. He was in that. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember that. Kicking and screaming. Kicking, screaming. Man, Hilarious. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Bing bong. Oh, Beyonce. Beyonce. Hey, Bing bong. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> fucking like Ditka. <laughs> oh my gosh. Night at the Roxbury. Oh, let's not forget he was also on SNL. Oh yeah. Yeah. How could you forget one of the OGs? The house? We need more cowbell. The house, the house so hilarious. And people don't talk about them with him and. Amy I've never Palmer. seen that, dude. That was funny. That was he funny. Acts just funny enough. He's not absurd in his movie. He's just a dad. I haven't mm-hmm. seen. I haven't seen Get Hard either. The Kevin Hart one. We don't talk about that either. It's not funny. Funny. In Daddy's Home, he's funny too. 
That's a good one. Between two ferns, the movie. I, I remember one of my friends like uh recommended me that and I was dying laughing the entire Crying time. Dying laughing. Me and my dad saw Megamind in theaters when it came out. He took me to go see Megamind. And uh, I don't remember it. It's crazy how that movie's still going. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it's still, like, popping up yeah. everywhere. And that's that's become a roast. That's become the... What's up, Megamind? When people, like, shave their head or have a big head, that's, like, the ultimate insult is calling someone Megamind. <laughs> I think it's the alliteration that makes it funny. Megamind. <laughs> Bewitched was good. Oh, he was Curious George. He was the guy with the... What's it called? Guy with the yellow hat jacket. Guy with the yellow hat. Yeah, he was the voice. The, the guy with the yellow hat. Or the man with the yellow hat. The man with the yellow hat. But Starsky and Hutch is hilarious. The Dan Band is in there when they perform. Oh, yeah, and Funny or Die, any of those videos. Let's not forget mm-hmm. he created Funny or Die. He did? So, right. So, I didn't yeah, know he created that. Yeah, so that's his with, like, Captain Planet with Don Cheadle. Captain like, Planet, motherfucker. <laughs> Captain Planet, motherfucker. I feel like that skit is why he became War Machine. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, I saw that was, like, War Machine. I yeah. saw Anchorman 2 in theaters. I saw that in theaters. We had Anchorman 2 on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and the case came... I'm so mad. Zoe was a baby, though. Mm-hmm. It was like a collector's that you press a button and it says stuff. Oh, really? In the case. But mm-hmm. Zoe used to just, like, she pressed the fuck out of it until it was like the button was gone. I, I think if I were to choose a favorite uh, Will Ferrell movie... <sighs> that's hard. Cause so, it, cause you could either go the funniest. <laughs> you could either go the funniest Will Ferrell movie, or like, you know what I mean, or like the bet, the most personal to you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like one you've watched the most. Like, time. like for me, it's either Anchorman or Kicking and Screaming. Like that's my ch- both of those movies are my childhood. Yeah, I would have to say Step Brothers. Step Brothers is like beyond like. Uh, However popular it gets, or it is even, like, it's still the fun one of the funniest yeah. movies ever. Yeah. One like, of the most quoted movies. Most quoted. I mean, me and Rob would go an entire day going like line for line. Like we wouldn't even text each other regularly. Yeah, like, <laughs> in regular like language. human interaction. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a raper. I'm so not a raper. <laughs> But um, but should we wrap this up? I think it's time as we're good to go. How far are we? How much did we do? Oh dang! For some reason, it feels like longer. But mm-hmm. feels good though. This was a good episode. This was a lot of me talking about fucking everything about a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. But next week we'll do top five Christmas movies. We'll each have to come up with a list of top five. Watch us be like, for number three, I have this. And we're like, me too. Right. That's no, my that's, number three. That's what it's going to be. But uh, Hopefully you guys do the same. Um, we always start watching Christmas movies December 1st. Like every night. In New Christmas I, I really want to watch, as far as like series of movies go, Harry Potter. And, um, we're already Star, on that. And Star Wars. Star Wars. 
because we were talking about we were talking about Harry Potter and it was like every single time is like it's Christmas <laughs> and it just makes you feel good yeah, and I yeah. think that's yeah it's so it's so cool when a Russian show up, I think so, uh, I think as far as like world building, uh, Harry oh po- for sure, Harry Potter is first, ridiculous. Okay, so first of all, Rob being able to understand and experience my feelings with Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were on the books before. Yeah. For him to be like pointing shit out, I'm like, yes. You're like, that's my husband. Right. <laughs> like I fucking love you. <laughs> <laughs> and um. What was that from where the cartoon, like, like does the kiss in the ear and it does the, or it's like the smoke. I think it's from Spongebob. Remember, like, the smoke oh, turns yeah, into yeah, a person yeah. and it kisses of the cheek. But, oh, my God. Um, yeah, Harry Potter and Star Wars are both, like, heavy wintertime series yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's because you're like, I'm not fucking going nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. I'll watch a three-hour movie. Like, Empire Strikes Back, especially when they have the snow mm-hmm. scenes. Like, that's ultimate, like, Christmas vibes for me. Yeah. We'll have to talk about, like, movies that you mm-hmm. like movies aren't considered Christmas movies, but you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, like I feel like, it. like our Thanksgiving movies. Yeah. Like, we should do ones that, like, they're not Christmas movies, but they make you feel. It gives you that wintertime feel. Yeah. And we should definitely do that. But our main concern is definitely the top, top five Christmas movies. And, uh... We'll do that. Yeah. And Snow so. day. <laughs> Snow day. All right. So that has been episode 35 of None of This Really Matters. And next week we'll be back with Christmas movies. Hope you guys enjoyed the Paul. T- this this is the Paul Thomas Anderson episode, I'm guessing, because we talked about mm-hmm. a lot of his movies. And because I went heavy on Punch Drunk Love. Right. Went into Inherent Vice, Phantom Thread, There Will Be Blood. Ooh, this you get ready for a masterpiece because yeah Cohen, but that's later in the month we'll we'll do that later uh christmas movies next week and oh and also after then that means after that will be guillermo del toro mm-hmm. so after guillermo del toro then we're, we'll do Cohen brothers and then after that uh top 10 maybe to, uh, probably gonna end up being top 15 movies of the year of what we've all what I've seen, and then you guys could should probably do the same of uh movies of the year, maybe yeah. you guys could probably do, do like top five, you know mm-hmm. because I don't know how and many tag us in your top five movies yeah, of the yeah, year. yeah, send it send it through uh like comment or some shit mm-hmm. or or d m at none of this really matters on um Instagram, and uh thank you for share this with your friends and do and just spread the word because that's you know. And uh, go to the country. This really matters. Okay. Episode 35. Come back next week. Peace.